0: When Shamrock Rovers got one back, tears came to my eyes. When we went two and up, and I heard those thousands of Sligo people. I was proud. I mean, out and one. Best Living. town in the world. Best Three. town in the world.
1: Best town in the world. More drama here. Gilani.
2: North. Elding 3 They've been looking for Stenson's head away
1: at the far post. And over it comes Elliot. Stenson. 1-1. brilliant. 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 Here comes quickly
0: okay you're very welcome along to episode 36 of the bitter red supporters trust podcast brought to you by the White hag Brewing Company um, we're all a little bit a little bit dour uh, this week on the back of uh, recent results Um However, we have another busy show for you. We speak with um, Ken Sloan from uh, the Dundalk Fancast, the Men's Football, ahead of the game, which may or may not go ahead on the bank holiday Monday in the showground, which will be our third uh, game against uh, Dundalk in the league. Uh, and marks the start of uh, the third quarter of the league season. Um, we have your shouts in the shed end and uh, we will get stuck into... Uh, FAI Cup events, so we are coming to you via Zoom. We're recording this on Wednesday evening. Most of you will probably hear this on Thursday. So just bear in mind, uh, in relation to um, all talk around the Dundalk game, if Dundalk proceed on Thursday evening, their kickoff is around half five. I think uh, that could be local or Irish time. I'm not sure. I think it's, I think it's Irish time, but if they do proceed to the next round of the Europa League. Uh, Qualifiers, and um, the uh, will, the game on Monday will be will be postponed and put off until um, some other time uh, down the road. So just bear that in mind. The game may not be going ahead. Is what we're saying in simple terms. Uh, we're coming to you uh, via Zoom. It's the usual uh, few heads who are with us. We have Jerry O'Connor. Jerry, how are things? I'm
3: um, just okay.
0: <laughs> Magoo go uh, in a shit to just okay. Where are you?
4: I'm. Yeah, somewhere in between, Connor. Worried, yeah. worried, Conor. I'm
0: worried. Yeah, we'll get to all our worries. And we'll uh, we'll exercise all of that. Sean, Don, how are things? Absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah. So we get stuck into um, Sligo Rovers two, Cork City one uh, mm. in the uh, FAI Extra Cup. Cork City. What did I say? Did I get it wrong around? Uh, Sligo Rovers two, Don't Cork City one. Right, yeah. I,
5: I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go with gonna... your result. We one, two, one. <laughs> oh, next shit. round of the cup. Who did I say two
0: one. Did I... Shit, okay. We all know the score. Rovers were beaten uh, three two. So, um, like fucking hell, this is like where where do we? You know, the la- listen to the lads on commentary, and they were they were saying, you know, ten minutes in, they were talking about, well, it's going to be a long day for Cork, and I was thinking, huh. I mean. If we're two or three up at that stage, maybe uh, I'd be talking about how long of the day it's going to be for Cork. But uh, I suppose, like I think, if you take the, if we start with the first goal, which is probably a good place to start. Um, we have, we have scored a number of these kind of goals uh, over the duration of the season. Uh, I don't know if, if you can read into it too much, um, but we prob- we're probably benefiting more than we would like to benefit from uh, opposition mistakes and from, um, from mistakes from goalkeepers in essence. I mean, is it,
3: is it, is it does it kind of, does it? Uh, I wouldn't be too bothered by that, Though, At least you're getting the ball into the box then. You're making the keepers make mistakes. Whereas the problem at the moment is we're not getting the ball into the box enough. Right. Um, Yeah, just I I think that uh, going on the court game, I just think we were very pedestrian, moving the ball out from the back. Greg Bulger was probably trying to do too much in that he was dropping deep to pick up up the ball all the time. It Mm -hmm. actually reminded me a a little bit of a player that actually didn't do too much in uh, Rhys McCabe. The last time we've seen a player drop in that deep was Reese McCabe. And I know that's uh, Bulger's job is to go and pick it up off the back four, but not like two yards away from Gary Buckley. Or, You know, we need him higher up the pitch. Um, then in midfield, it just, I don't know, again, we just weren't moving the ball quick enough. There was a couple of times in the second half when we got the ball down the right-hand side, and there was a decent ball put in. Romeo Parks ran towards the front post, and there was absolutely nobody breaking from midfield to pick up the second ball. So we're not getting the ball into the box enough. When we do get the ball into the box, there's nobody coming from drop or coming from, from deep. So it's like the old adage: you don't shoot, you don't score. You don't put the ball into the box, you don't run into the box, you don't score. Okay. Well, listen. Let's just uh, let's
0: uh, have a chat around. Um... Greg Bulger, uh, I would say that. Well, I, I'll I'll propose it here that um, that's as you say, Jerry. That's what he's been told to do. Um, Shane and Magoo um, is is he following orders? There are or is is it, um, is it you know a kind of a fault in our in our on field game management that. I, I, and then the other, and just to, to add to that as well. Uh, maybe Magoo, if you want to come in first on this, um, you know the fact that we so with David Callie, Morahan, and, uh, and Bulger in midfield, uh, David Callie definitely seems to be more. Um, he seems to be further up, higher up the pitch. Um, so with Callie higher up the pitch, is Bulger expected to play that kind of that quarter pick, quarterback pick out a pass role?
4: It, it probably is, yeah. And I um, I say as Jerry hit hit on it there. Um, not moving it quick enough. I'd say it could be another thing. It could be uh Greg's attempts to get things moving at a, at, a, at a higher tempo, get a bit of urgency in the play. And that But um, it, was, it just wasn't happening anywhere. Like, in fairness to Greg,
3: he set up two goals. So. Yeah, I, I'm not actually being critical of him there. I just think he's trying to nearly do too much. In yeah, trying yeah. to get him going. And he, he's picking the ball up, say, 20 yards from our goal when... We want him you know that's obviously his job as i said but we want him maybe 25 30 yards from goal picking it up and then the whole team naturally moves forward now like but you need other people around him doing their thing too instead of him maybe trying to do two or three jobs yeah but that was that was the problem though it did
4: there wasn't enough of them honest yeah anything. like it 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 just didn't look like there was no urgency there was no tempo to the play um, oh. There was like, did we, we didn't look and it's, it's an awful thing to say, like, it's, it's the first round of the FAI Cup and we have a home draw and like, it's, a, it's a competition we have a genuine chance at, and we did not look like we wanted to win it like all Cork had to be was compact tight and compact and uh, we didn't create a chance Like, yeah. we, got a, we gifted the first goal Romeo's second goal and that was a lovely little ball in and a great finish by Romeo but that was it to
0: hold you the game. We didn't have another chance against a, yeah. a, a good junior side. Yeah. Uh, Sean, there's been a lot of talk about uh, Ed missing, about um, John Mahan missing, um, McCourt being out. But if we're playing, if they're all fit, if they're all fit two weeks ago and there's no injuries and you see the manager picking... Um, like Nicholas in goal and um Blaney centre half in beside Buckley uh, and the fullbacks that he played and David Colley in there. You're still thinking this is an opportunity for players to come in and make a name for themselves. You wouldn't be basically you wouldn't be worried about or you wouldn't be questioning why X, Y, and Z was left out. Uh, you'd be expecting us to proceed and progress to the next to the next round. Well, right, right or wrong.
5: No, oh, I think you're right. Um, I wouldn't have seen an issue. I would have seen that as an opportunity to play those lads 100%. You're talking, about, look, at the end of the day, it was Cork City They're second from bottom in the first division. If you, if your players were on the, on the sidelines at the moment, aren't fit and capable to come in and beat a team like that, we have serious problems. I'm perfectly honest with you. And that has proven to be the case. But uh, I would say with McGinty and stuff missing at the moment, I think it brings us back to when Buckley was missing for those couple of games our line has dropped deeper we're not as high up as we should be and I think it's it's becoming clear and obviously McNicholas isn't going to come in and just be a sweeper keeper straight away he's only learning his trade he wouldn't be as confident as McGinty in playing that role and McGinty does push us up a couple of yards and with Gary Buckley in the side as well that happens too but we've definitely dropped we've definitely dropped a couple of yards and that leads into Greg dropping deeper to get the ball off to centre half Somewhat, so it is hampering us big style but it still doesn't answer the question to what happened at the weekend because there was there was nothing in that performance absolutely nothing they weren't a good side they were out they were dying a cramp and everything towards the end of the game like it should have been a game you stroll through uh, but in fairness and, and th- they looked comfortable from the off like I know the lads in commentary were saying you know this could be a walkover, over it never ever looked like that so they, it never looked like that we were lumping balls into the box you know we were panicking nearly at the start we couldn't create nothing they sat back and just said throw whatever you have and we'll try and win it in the air we'll, we'll deal with what you have and, the, and that's exactly what they did and then they created the better opportunities they actually played the better football than us
0: it, they did play the better football sorry Shane go on I just want to say they wanted it more Sean it was
4: yeah. it meant something to them you could see what it meant something to them they, like we had for all as bad as we were on the day with 20 minutes left we equalised 20 minutes to go we equalised and that should be the time where there should be a bit of anger in the team and they should look around and go Now lads right we've been completely fucking shit poor today but now we have a chance 20 minutes left against uh, akin to a good junior side all we do was play for 20 minutes Get this tie wrapped up, move on to the next round. I
3: we couldn't, we couldn't, couldn't even be bothered. A question there, Magoo, um, and I don't know the answer to it, but when we scored the second one to equalise, did anybody actually run and get the ball and bring it back to get a third? Or did we all run and celebrate? And... No, we got. But, but nobody celebrated for the first goal, literally. It was like once we scored the first goal, it was,
4: ah, job done, game over. Yeah. Same with the second goal. ah oh, we've got it back now, this is going to be handy. Stroll back to the halfway line. That's what I mean, yeah. There was yeah. no urgency. We traded the game and we treated Cork with disrespect. Say, with disrespect is what we treated them. And we got what we deserved for, for that. If you don't got what's the right out here to start, to, you, you, you can't pick it up with 20 they, minutes to
0: go. They had a, like, the, the, you know, f- from from what Cork did, was it your man, Keen Coleman, who played in the middle of the park, who was like, his head was like a magnet of the ball. Mm. Um, every time McNulty kicked it out, like he won the vast, vast majority of his aerial duels and he was flicking balls on. So they were playing that kind of route one stuff, or at least he, he was setting things up for them. But they, they also played, uh, Clark definitely played a more adventurous style of, of play. And he, like you look at, if you compare uh, their kind of sense of adventure in comparison to maybe our lack of adventure. And again, uh, we'll talk about uh, Jordan Gibson, who played in a wide role again, but like on, we had spoke about move move Jordan around a bit more, give the opposition a bit more to think about. He, he was stuck to the one wing for the entire game, I think. And for, uh, uh, the, the goal that Cork scored uh, in, at the half, their, their first goal, I suppose. Mm-hmm. McLeod pops up, he switches wings. So he's, McLeod is moving from left to right, right within half an hour. And he sets the ball, out, he sends the ball out wide to Murphy, who crosses in for your man, Benny, and whatever his name is, uh, to convert. But they're mixing things up a little bit and they're giving us stuff to think about. We are, we are so rigid in, in, in what we do. It just seems that we made things very easy for Cork as well
5: but also we're very switched off for that goal as well because we're calling for an offside and we're not playing to the whistle our two center halves are standing right next to each other not even marking the number 9 that goes through and scores yeah they're they're standing looking for an offside that's never going to come yeah you know we're all over the place at the back so yeah, yeah we're not switched on at all so, we we're, were never switched on during that game. so
0: so uh, I, I, and we have a problem with uh, people popping up between centre-halves at the moment and yeah. scoring fairly soft goals.
5: Yeah, the communication levels between the two centre-halves just isn't there at the moment. There's no way for that first goal, Shane Blaney and Gary Buckley should be so close together.
0: Yeah, they get pulled over to Murphy, who's about yeah. to cross the ball in. Yeah, yeah. Like,
5: Know your position, know your man who you're marking. One of them is picking up the centre-forward. It's as simple as that. Let the other one cover in between. They're only playing with one man up front you know you have your fullbacks dealing with the wingers you have two defensive midfielders there that can deal with any oncoming midfielders it's not that hard you know it's just a lack of concentration it's a lack of communication it's something I'm really surprised by but it's there at the moment I'm not sure who's to blame I'm not looking to blame anyone any individual but there is something wrong there
0: yeah it's a, it's a, it's a major issue I mean it could, you could say that it's one of the reasons why we're out of Europe as well
5: yeah very easily
0: um So, uh, just on that kind of midfield trio, do you think I I, I would imagine that we probably won't be, um, seeing Callie, um, Moran and Bulger as a midfield trio anytime soon again. What were your, what are your thoughts, Jerry, on on that kind of setup going forward? Um, <clears throat> or is I... that not is that now where the problem lies? Look
3: that's part of the problem but look I think we've just kind of talked about how many, how, how long we're going we're only in, in about maybe 15 15 minutes and we've yeah. talked about a multitude of problems in terms of communication at the back a little bit slow working the ball out from the back not getting into the box it's not just one or two things um, I just think and it's going back to your previous question uh, and it also kind of Comes from this question too. Is that look? We should have been good enough to beat Cork City, Um with the, with the lineup that we had out, We're, you know, we've got three players there that are uh, very very experienced in the league. Even even Morehan, who's only what twenty one, twenty two, he's got a lot of game game time under his belt. I just think that I, I, it's hard to put your finger on it, corner Where where we did go wrong? Uh, I just think it was right throughout. But look, the biggest problem. As critical as we have been, the biggest problem is that we are, we've are we lost the core of the team over the last number of weeks. And that is really, really hard to, um, you know, look, you know, our t- we had the, the best defensive uh, unit in the league uh, with the best keeper in the league. And we've lost about four or five, four from the five of that over the last number of weeks. And that's really, really, really hard to, that was the base on what we built our our success on this, this season. Yeah. But at the same time, too, we still should be beating Cork. We still should have, I think, the out-fought us. Um, and that, for me, is... Uh, look, I, I'm i a football fan, first and foremost. I think I know a, a small bit about football, not not a not a huge amount. But my thing, and anybody that knows me, and I've said this before, is that I'm a, a passionate Sligo Rovers fan. And all I want to see on the pitch, well, start, the starting point for me is that to see the players go out there with the passion the energy the drive the want the will to get through the game i spoke about last week where shamrock rovers define a way to win games and i just don't think with the performance that the players put on there the last day that who they're playing for what club they're playing for they're playing for slightly rovers right uh it might mean some so much to some of them but to us it means everything this, this is this is our life like if we got to the cup final we bring fifteen thousand supporters with us there's no other club. That could bring fifteen thousand supporters across the country to go and follow that team, and I just think that performance on Sunday was it, it, it hurt the fans
0: more so than. Anything. What what about uh, that performance, and Jerry? Just before I I'll get your thoughts on this as well, Jerry. I'm sorry if
3: I'm not into tactics enough or whatever. No, no, like, no, no. no, no. But just I'm but playing.
0: what about what about that performance in the context of the three games that preceded it?
3: I think. Look. The, the Waterford game, right, coming off the disappointment of the, the, the European game, you can kind of forgive. The European thing, the two games either side of that,
0: uh, I can see, I can... St- My point, what I'm asking you, Jerry, is like, do, do you not think that they should have pulled the finger out really against Cork and said, right, this is our chance. You know, we finished up last week's podcast saying, here we go, we're going to turn things around now. This, If if you want a better opportunity, if, if you want an opportunity to turn things around, home to Cork, bottom of the first division, in the cup, is the is the way to go.
3: Absolutely. and that's, that a for them? that's why I'm hurting. That's why I'm really, really annoyed. I can forgive the other results, right? Um, I think the performances were there. We were a little bit unlucky. We are a little bit naive, I think. But on Sunday, like... They should be able to go out with me playing on the fucking pitch with them. They should have bought, bet them with ten men and me playing. To be honest with you, we're over the service there, Jerry. We're streets ahead. We're streets ahead of Cork City, um, but Cork wanted it more than us, and that for me is the hurtful thing.
0: Yeah. So, so just just on that, uh, Sean Armagoo, whoever wants to take this, is it a is it a case that we just didn't want it enough or? Um, and I don't like using this phrase but have we been found out a little bit?
5: Well we definitely didn't
4: well, like, want it enough. It's 100% is right if we didn't want it enough. Like, so that's what it comes down to. Enough. Well if we wanted enough we, we as Jerry says we would have we would the four of us could have been playing with, with the rest of the lads that we still should have won if the, if the rest of them wanted it enough. Like, it's like i seen Sean was saying on Twitter that we've been we takes we've been found out in recent weeks and I would agree with it to a certain extent especially the European game I think them lads looked at us and thought, just keep it tight and packed through the middle lads and we'd have these. But like we could have went into the dressing before the cork game, showed them our team sheet, showed them our tactics, showed them what we're gonna do with set pieces. Mm. We could have literally told them when we're gonna do it, and we could have given them a goal start, and we still should have been like there was there's no there's no explaining the loss to Cork, especially the fact that it was deserved loss. It'd be a different story if if Cork rode their luck. Last last ditch tackles, men putting their bodies on the line, things off the line, crossbar, post.
5: There was none of it. There's nothing didn't make a save. Yeah, they didn't. Even, they didn't even, at, a, at no point, even Magoo. At no point did they even need to do a last ditch tackle.
0: Yeah, yeah.
5: No, not
4: one in the whole game. And that's the disappointing thing. Like that's the, and that to me is the worrying part because how can we not be up for a game like that? As Jerry says, coming off the recent results, how can we not be there to get a, a chance to get our season back on track? And it, it is back and needs to get it back on track now to say It's not just a one-off. Since the break, there's been nine games since the break. We've won two of them. One of them was away to Lamford, who no disrespect to Longford, but everybody's expecting to beat Longford yeah. away from home. Our home. Doesn't matter. They've only won two games all season instead of. So like and the other is a total enigma. It's the Bulls game where we look like world beaters. But all around that, we have we haven't won a game. And in none of them do we Look likely to win the game. I know in the European games and the Waterford game, the chances were there when it was Nindell for us to take the lead and the initiative in the game, but we didn't
3: do it, and we never took control of them games and looked like winning them. And that is yeah. the big worry for me. And and you know what? Like just going back to the point you made earlier on, right? Like we're not getting the ball into the box, and when we do get the ball into the box, there's nobody in there. There's nobody in there. Like yeah. going back to the point yeah, and going back to the point, right? Say we were playing with ten men, and I was playing, right? And I see, jeez, the ball might get into the box here. Well, fuck me, I, I boss me get into the box because there might be a chance that I score, f- score. But nobody's willing to take that chance.
0: You're attacking midfielder, are you? Yeah?
3: I, I, I'm a goal hanger. I'm whatever I am, I don't care. <laughs> Fair ball. If box, a slip box, the goal, I be in the bloody box, well in the box. box. Yeah, yeah. So we've been saying, but you know In you know forty-six years of age, I fucking run more than someone. But <laughs> you know what,
4: Joey? That's exactly it. Though you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind if you scored a scrappy old goal. And the ball from in then. Somebody tried to clear it in a hot or ball bag and it did it. was. If you run away to the lightest, open, open the <laughs> gate and they keep running. Powerfuls don't seem to want to score a, a shitty yeah. goal like that. They don't, they don't seem to want to, I guess. The only one is Johnny. Like Johnny will go in and chase everything down and fucking, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. If they like to keep or hit it off. Do you know what I mean? It's,
0: yeah. there's not enough of that. Um, we just we just finish up on some of the other events in the game. We, it's a bit of credit to Greg Bulger for his his hooked ball over the top for for Bulger. It was a great it was a great pass. I think that's what we were relying on, and I suppose you can't rely on that all day long. Yeah, that's, we've, that's what we found out.
3: Expect one person to do it, do everything.
0: Yeah, um, like the the finish was great, the ball in was great, um, but but we can't rely on that. Um, I don't know if if anybody if any of you want to comment on that or, or <laughs> uh I
4: can say like, for the start the start of the game, uh, I think at the very start of the game, Jordan started off brilliantly as well. He was he was beating men, he thought, and he looked like was going to have a field day. And like I don't know whether he got drawn in thinking this is going to be easy as well. And or or they got tabs on him. I don't know, but he just went very quiet after after we scored. Initially, that was he he, he seemed to go out of the game as well. Yeah. Went his way after that. Maybe he was trying too much. I don't know,
0: but yeah. Uh Sean, the the winning goal. Uh Dale Holland's kind of I suppose, I mean, if we score that we say it's a good goal. Maybe he took a deflection. I don't know. Do you think he took took a deflection?
5: Not even the deflection. I'm worried about it's saying Callum Horgan, that uh, will try and touch the ball out of play. That's never going out of play. Just put your
0: foot through just clear the ball. Um before the ball goes into into Holland, is it? Yeah,
3: yeah. It's just a mess. Um, go on, Jerry. Uh, just before we go off the game, um, just when we got back to two all um, at two one, Johnny Kenny was coming on, and Romeo equalises, and Johnny Kenny sits back down. Like in my opinion, we're after getting back to two all. There's a chance of where we've got these fellas on the ropes. And we let them out of the corner. Mm. We had them in the corner. We had them on the ropes, and we didn't go for it.
5: Jerry, the substitutions throughout that game are mind blowing. Yeah. I like as I, I haven't seen anything online or anything come out about whether all those players that came off initially were injured. No. But Gary Gary Buckley clearly was injured, right? That's one clearly. But why did Nile Morahan go off?
1: That's I, 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 don't I don't can't know.
5: understand that. And Regan Donlan Like, why wow. I, really I can't really understand really why it's that's we it made three like
3: defensive that. substitutions. Yeah. In but a like game a, where we were losing. At two all, at two one, we're like, right, we need to get back to the game. Let's get Johnny on. We go to two all. Right, Johnny, you sit down. And I think we're kind of expecting, well, you know what, we might get a goal. It's kind of like, well, I don't think they're going to score, but we might get a goal, so we'll just leave it as it is. Then they scored the third, and then we panic and make a load of substitutions to try and get back in the game, regardless of what position to play. But that's just what it felt to me at the time like. And at that stage, it was too late. I think we were happy enough. We might make a goal and win a 3-2. We didn't expect them to get the third. Or the worst-case worst scenario, we, we thought it'd be extra time and we'd have the lungs to, to beat them. But that's not the way it panned out. Yeah. Uh, for everybody, for on and off the picture.
0: Yeah. I think our substitutions over the last number of games have kind of raised some eyebrows as well. Um I think, you know, um us sitting in the stands or are, are watching uh, through our sc- screens uh, want to see... Um, more attacking changes maybe and they just don't seem to be appearing for, for one reason or another and of course
5: coming too late in the game as well
0: yeah yeah like
5: bringing, bringing Johnny Kenny on for what was it uh, 90 seconds or something like that it was just yeah like, like Messi wouldn't do anything for you in 90 seconds it's
3: just, you know what sometimes I think that look too many substitutions can be disruptive and one criticism that I would have Oli Horgan is that he makes far too many substitutions uh, throughout the game he nearly makes five substitutions in every game and it nearly kind of disrupts the flow of the game and i would have said the same thing about the italian fellow that was the manager of the doc last year when they were in the group stages and all that every game at 60 minutes he makes five five you have five substitutions made by 60 minutes regardless of what the score or whatever it was in the game but this kind of rotation bullshit this, mm-hmm. right so i think that sub- too many substitutions can be uh, disruptive and I think that's probably where Liam doesn't like to change too many things but at the same time you know, if a game is at 2-1, you're bringing a striker on, it's a cup game and you get back to 2-1 nothing changes, you still have to win the game so why do you all of a sudden, like, right, you sit down keep going You've, as I said, you have them in the corner now, you have them up against the ropes keep going, we're the better team we're fitter, and um, if anything, we should have won that game three two. But we panicked then in the ninety second minute. We bring all these lads on. Should that has been even more disruptive then?
0: Yeah, I have to say, like I know it's gone kind of off the point. The five substitutions, I've, I hate it. I just yeah, hate it. Far too many because it does. It just as Jerry's exactly what Jerry's saying. From, it's a huge advantage to a team with a bigger squad. So if you've got money, um you can you can. You kind of you're hedging your bets a little bit. Uh, easier to keep the, the big squads happy, and and like I suppose we should be, you know, in the context of the League of Ireland, we should be one of those, although we're, we're not. Um, but yeah, I think the five subs are, are
5: the worst thing about that five subs rule as well is your last sub has to be a double sub.
0: Well, it doesn't have to be, but if you're going to go for the five, it has to be a double, I suppose. If
5: you make one. Yeah. No. If you're going to use in your five, that Sorry, has
0: to yeah, be a yeah,
5: double yeah. sub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but it also plays in, it also plays in, It also plays into the psyche though of
4: there's always time, and there's always another chance. Like if there was only three subs, Johnny Kenny's coming on with 20 minutes to go. Yeah. Absolute race certainty. He's not. He's not leaving him on the bench for a whole game with 20 minutes to go, knowing that he can't use him after that. Yeah. So he uh, between the 20 minutes and extra time, so he would have come on the pitch, and it all it it leaves that... You know, especially if you're cautious anyway, it'll give you that, well, say, I I can make that substitution again.
0: Yeah, I well, I, that's a good point though. Sh- I, need him, you know? I think what, what Sean is saying is a good point and I never thought about it, is that if you then, you need to make a sub and you've made your two previous, you've used your two previous opportunities that you're making a sub for the sake of making a sub while you're yeah. getting the guy on that you want to get on, yeah. It's, yeah. Um, we've
5: yeah. seen that in a few of our games, even in Waterford as well, we make that double sub and it's it's someone coming on. that doesn't need to be on the pitch. It's just the case of yeah. I want say it was Walter. I want Walter coming on left midfield. But you're getting Adam McDonald in the in, <laughs> in the a two, for, in a two yeah. for one deal, basically.
0: <laughs> you know, but nobody wants. <laughs> but you know.
5: like even there's another there's another player I can't understand who didn't get on the pitch. Mm. Like that, that was a game that would have been crying out for him there to stay to to make yeah. his mark on the I team. I mean,
0: in the, in the showgrounds, it's it,
5: it a game he should have started.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I expected was, to see it was, him start that game to see what he was. Yeah, was yeah. Like, See what yeah. he was
5: yeah. especially if you're planning on taking nine more off after forty-five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because like, if if um, if Adam isn't cutting the mustard, at least you're just you're taking one player off instead of if he's going... Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I was very I was very shocked to see that he didn't start the game because away to our home to um, FH it looks like it looked like he's the type of fellow who could shake things up a little bit uh, in the middle of the park and that's absolutely what that game needed I felt um, we leave cork there for the moment forever and um, they progress to, uh, they play, say, Pats in the next round. And who do can
3: Another big opportunity uh, in terms of loss, or, or uh, loss revenue. Yeah.
0: and yeah?
3: um, Between the European and, uh, and the FAI Cup. Um, and like what I said earlier on, like, you know, the FAI Cup, <laughs> we're a bit of a strange club and we're, we're strange people, but the FAI Cup nearly means more to us than the league.
0: Yeah and you, but do you know what do you know what Charlie like in in that idea of like building momentum or whatever when you look at Bohemians now who are going to put I don't know how many if it's 6 or 7 or 8000 possibly into the Aviva like yeah, these are this is they're really building momentum and wow. they're creating days that they're getting more I think they're getting more fans on board in a really positive manner and um you know we're getting knocked out of the cup against Cork you yeah.
3: know building a juggernaut yeah, yeah, and I was up in. Do you know, I know this is going to sound daft, but anyways, look. i say a lot of daft, but I was up in Taylor Park yesterday, right? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, but I seen two or three kids going around in in Bose jerseys, and they weren't with each other, like. Yeah, uh, and that's the first time i have ever seen that anywhere. Normally, you might see a Shams jersey or a Pats jersey, but I've seen three Bulls jerseys. Um that That's so like as you're saying like they are building and and they're they are building a job or not and you can't go on the internet or social media and and the talk is about them, and that could that could have been us
0: yeah yeah
3: you know and 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 I just think that you know there was an opportunity there for us to um and hopefully look it comes it comes again for us, but it, there's an there was an opportunity there the Mitch, for us to take the club to the next level because in the northwest. Right, you've got your Males, you've got your Donegal's, you know, that's look, that's a different sport. But we have an opportunity, or we had an opportunity, and hopefully we still have, of bringing Sligo overs to the next level in terms of everybody wants to get behind them. Everybody wants to be part of the club. And in fairness to Dundalk, I think they've achieved that in Dundalk, um, and Bowles are on the cusp of that now. And it just feels that we've missed that opportunity. I know players probably don't think about these kind of things, but as a Slyrovers fan, as I said to you, look, we're all mini owners. We're always looking for the best po- possible opportunity for our club, and we're really, really private. And th- that, for me, is uh, hurting a little bit. But you know what, as well, though, Jerry, it's, it's
4: these op- them opportunities don't come round every couple of mm-hmm. months or everything. You yeah. can can't turn around and say, "Oh, we've missed the boat this time. We'll get on and when it passes again." It mightn't pass again for another yeah. five, six. Look at our case, have to be in your long It's it is it? Yeah. You have to take these opportunities when you come along, especially yeah. when it's there for
3: the taking. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um hurting, we are hurting. Yeah, we are hurting. Uh just another um FAI Cup news. Uh Waterford were drawn at home to Keith Foy's Kill Namana in the next round of the cup. We're all Kill Namana now. So we're we're yeah, we're all gonna throw our <laughs> throw our weight in behind uh, in behind Pfizer's killing the man and we wish him the very best of luck and no um, pun
3: Pfizer. huh no pun no pun
0: no pun what did I say
3: we're going to throw our weight in behind uh, oh
0: come on Jerry <laughs> Jerry <laughs> fuck's sake I'm going to have to cut this out <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, okay, so um, listen, we got your shouts in the shed end. Um, if the game against the Dock doesn't go ahead on Monday, you can get your shouts in uh, to podcast.borst.ie uh, Give us uh, 30 seconds of your thoughts, your name, uh, your location if you're from outside of Ireland and send them in to uh, podcast.borst.ie and we got your shouts for the shed end uh, in next week. Uh, so here's this week's shouts.
6: Well, lads, David McGee, Ballastadere here. We shout from the shed end for the court game. Other than a Bryce. 10-15 minutes at the start, a lot of possession, we just capitulated really, I think Romeo got really lucky obviously with his first goal um, and the second one was a decent finish, maybe instinctive but his work rate and his touch and his link up play have been horrendous, I don't know I've been giving out about it all season but it really came to the fore during the, during the, the cup game on, on Sunday, I think throughout the team there was a lack of urgency, a lack of energy. I think it has to be said that it was really poor game management from the bench as well. Cork were starting to get on top of us quite quite evidently and the changes came far too late. I've also heard of, of rumours of, of infighting, not, not so much within the dressing room, but between some of the players and some of the management. I don't know how true that is. We can't get Ed back quick enough, although McNicholas has played very well, but being a bit more commanding, I think he's been excellent. Also, John Mahon needs to get back in there as well. Robbie McCourt and maybe Colin Horgan. Um, doing their jobs again because they've been instrumental all season, and it's the wheels have really come off in the last 10 days, and, and hopefully we can put a stop to that again this week.
1: This is Sean from America. and we scored two, and then made a struggle in first division Cork looked like they were the double winners from a couple of years ago. Uh, really tough to watch. Uh, I don't know what's going on. The uh, they're they're starting to fall into a pattern. Looks like to me uh, just before. Halftime, and then just after halftime, we're we're giving away these cheap goals and uh, dominating the first 30 minutes. And uh, I don't know what they're saying at halftime, but it ain't working. You need to change something. Uh, Everybody's got us figured out, so that needs to change as well. I think we should go two up top. And then why are Johnny and Walter sitting on the bench until the 90th minute? What's going on there? Um, we got tough fixtures coming up in the league. Hopefully, we can get back to winning ways up the Rovers.
0: That's your shouts in the shadow, and as I said, you can get them into the podcast at borst.ie for next week after the Dundalk game. If that goes out, um, so uh. I- You know, if the Dundalk game does go ahead, Um, we uh, spoke to Ken Sloan from the Men Who Save Football podcast, the Dundalk fan cast, uh, to get his thoughts and to check in and see how things are progressing there in Oriel Park. And here's Ken Sloan. Obviously, um, Dundalk were in a, I'm going to say a sense of, uh, they're in a state of turmoil, I suppose, um, between March and May and June. However, I suppose with Vinnie 2.0, there's definitely a sense that things have settled down to some extent. Would you agree?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, the results prove that. Um, I, I really, last time Dundalk and Sligo met, I suppose it was getting close to the lowest point of that uh, period where the club, basically, the team had been in decline since Perth was dismissed initially. And despite decent results, you know, highlights like the win in the cup final and the win away to uh, uh, Sheriff Turistbal, Um, generally speaking, our league form had been ever downwards. And I think the game against Sligo was only succeeded by the hammering we got from Bohemians, which were real low points. The the squad looked very demoralized, very disorganized, very low on confidence. And I know after you bet us in Oriel Park 1-0, you know, there was plenty to celebrate if you were a Sligo fan. Uh, It was a good result for Sligo. But for us, um, it looked like Dundalk had really reached a low point. We looked so short on creativity. We barely uh, created a chance. Um, There seemed a real lethargy there. Um, but since Vinny Pert has come back in, we've kind of, you know, been proven, right. I think all our contributors in our podcast, you know, were aghast that he was sacked in the first place, disagreed with the decision, felt it was a very poor decision from the chairman. And I think that's been proven because since Pert has come back in, um, he's had seven games, four wins, two draws, one defeat that against Shamrock Rovers compared to the previous seven before him which we only had two wins two draws and three defeats and we were a model of inconsistency with those you know those defeats including that hammering to bohemians defeat against yourself and draws against longford and finn harps so perth has come in he's really backed the players he's tried to rebuild the confidence of the squad Uh, he's been very vocal in um, saying that you know, the players have potential. He's talked about the squad actually having improved in, in, in certain aspects since he was there last time. And um, some of the players that were signed and were not doing particularly well have begun to become a little bit more consistent. I think one of the players you might notice when we do get to play is uh, Sam Stanton, who's begun to show his quality. Um, with Chris Shields having departed the squad, which was obviously a big uh, blow to, to a lot of Dundalk fans. Uh, Sam has sort of stepped into the Chris Shields role. He's a very different type of player, but he's playing in that position. And he's beginning to make the midfield tick a little bit better. The return of Will Patching sort of gives us a little bit more creativity going forward. And also Vinnie Perth is back to the goalkeeper, Alessio Abibi, who was, once again, he had a pretty traumatic start to the season, making some fairly conspicuous uh, mistakes but even he's become a lot more consistent since Perth has returned so i think it's just illustrated the value of having an experienced league winning manager rather than a coach which had relatively little experience
0: um obviously patching is a massive uh, he, he's like he's like a new signing i suppose as, as they say um has has his um has his presence been obvious
2: well i mean he's only back uh, for a handful of games but there's been a, quite a story there. I mean, when he was with us last season, his, his appearances were rather limited. And when he did feature in the team, it was often when the team was being rotated um, you know, between European games. And really, I don't think many Dundalk fans were that impressed with his initial displays. He looked a neat and tidy player, decent on the ball, but he didn't seem to be much of a threat. Uh, very few assists, uh, very few goals. And um, I think he was dismissed by one of the other LOI podcasts as a sort of McElhenney light figure, you know, somebody who was a little bit like Patrick McElhenney, but not nearly as effective. And since going to Derry, it just goes to prove that, you know, often we dismiss players a little bit too hastily. Uh, he did get a consistent run in the side there. And you began to see a lot of the qualities that that uh, Vinnie Pert had initially seen up with him. And, Perth, once again, has put a lot of personal faith in Will Patching. He brought him back from Derry, having been up there on loan, and has talked him up as a player that is a big addition to the squad. And we've seen, you know, once again, having come back much more match fit, uh, he made a much more instant impact and scored in our European tie against Newtown and basically has has brought a new dimension to the team. We haven't had a proper out-and-out number 10, perhaps, since uh, Jamie McGrath. Uh, left the squad for Scotland so to see somebody in that role now who is creative and can pick a pass uh, yeah it is filling a gap that has been in the squad for a while. Has he played
3: number 10 he hasn't played number 10 every game though has he he's played on the
2: right as well on his initial game back, he was put on the right against Shamrock Rovers, and it's not perhaps his best position because he's, he's not a pacey out-and-out winger that's likely to beat a fullback for pace. I mean, that, that's, we have that type of player in the squad, and that's not really a Will's role. So I think since that first game, he's been moved inside, and he has sort of played in that number 10 role. And I, I think there's little doubt that that's where he's most effective.
0: Um, you mentioned u ten there and uh, you spoke a little bit about your European run so far. Did you think you got I don't want to say you got lucky but did uh, the draw kind of worked out for you I suppose considering where you were and um
3: great draw.
2: Yeah. yeah it yeah. was really I mean you know we've had the look at the draw for the last couple of years and that as you know you know we 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 kind of had a had a relatively straightforward course to the group stages last year and that we played one serious team in Sheriff Tiraspol but uh, the Andorran opposition and the, and the Faroe Island opposition, they are not two of the powerhouses of European football. So we had good fortune last year. Uh, drawing Newtown, I mean, we were in pretty, you know, uh, our confidence was at a pretty low level. And all you could see when that draw came out was, yeah, we had drawn the weakest of possible opponents uh, statistically but you just didn't know what way that would go given the confidence of the squad and the sort of level of performances we were putting in. But fortunately, you know, we, we were able to win the first leg quite comfortably at home. And, you know, the, the second leg became something of a, 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 you know, not relatively a non-event. Um, facing levadi in the second round, a team you had played before, of roughly an equivalent standard, I suppose, to a lot of League of Ireland teams, maybe, you know, when, when we played them in the first leg, They looked like a pretty good League of Ireland team would look that sort of level. Um, But I don't think they're, you know, once again, coming from one of the stronger leagues in Europe. Now, there is a sense of regret that we were a little bit sloppy with the concession of the two goals in the home leg. But we showed that we can score against them. Once again, their keeper didn't look anything special. Their defence looked breachable. So uh, as a matter of fact, both sides looked like they were you know not water tight at the back and and both sides looked like they were capable of scoring so it might be an interesting game for the neutral tomorrow i just hope Dundalk haven't squandered their chances by we did have a lot of possession in the second half of that first leg but not really uh no goals to show for it but i think our luck has run out if we do get through tomorrow um in that we then play face Vita arnhem from the dutch league was probably one of the stronger opponents we could have got in that round, given that we were a seeded team. And you'd expect to be really up against it if you if you meet a team from the Dutch league, given the that it is
3: relatively one of the stronger leagues in Europe. I suppose you kind of, suppose you kind of earned that luck, though, as well, Ken, in that. Um, that's the beauty of being a seeded team. Mm. Uh, along the likes of Newtown and things like that. And I suppose when you played H, uh, HF, whatever the hell you call it, uh, would you have been seeded in that game? Go back. Uh, to no, that, that was sort of at the beginning of the
2: success that got us our high seeding. Yeah, uh, like we had done okay, but like well, since Stephen Kenny came in, requalified us for Europe, we did have the odd good result, like beating Hajduk Split away, and all of those things help. But really, our seeding sort of skyrocketed just after we played FH. Uh, like I was just saying, um, you know, that th- the tie with FH was very, very close, and we bet them on away goals. That was a really touch and go affair. We just managed to see it out. But succeeding them, then we bet Bate Borisov to get us into the group stages of the Europa League. Um, and that then we had several good results in that. You might remember we were the first Irish side to win a game in the group stages when we bet Maccabi Tel Aviv. We also got an away draw in, in Holland. So, on the strength of those ties, um, that that really accelerated our, our, our coefficient, which allowed us to become a seeded team, which then gives you the, the advantage thereafter. Um, so I suppose that the easier draws that we are getting in, you know, in the latter stages in recent years, that was all built up in 2015, 2016. And of course, we had a couple of victories in 2018
3: as well. I suppose the, the point I'm making is that you earn your own luck. So...
2: Yeah, it's, it's a sort of legacy of that uh, period that we had um, from, you know, 2015, 2016, 17, 18, when we were particularly at the top of our game. It's a legacy of that, which is making life or has made life a little bit more bearable in Europe now, even though I think by all admissions, the current Dundalk team isn't nearly as strong as the one that we had that five or six years ago.
0: So, um. If we take uh, if we take a look at the domestic side of things again, Ken, um, and I suppose it's a little, a little bit difficult to talk about a game that may or may not happen on uh, on Monday, but um, you know, with the the idea that things have kind of settled down a little bit and done um, you find yourself you know on twenty seven points after twenty games. Um, you are you confident that you can get the? or is the club and the supporters confident that? Um, they can kind of return to um, more consistent football. I suppose that's been proven to some degree over the last number of weeks uh, and that maybe you could get back into those European spots before the season's out.
2: Well, I think that's the hope of most fans is that we can either via the cup or because of the cup, you know, slip into Europe once again. I mean, we did have pretty inconsistent league form last year, but we just managed to see it out to grab that European spot um a lot of people think you know given our relatively you know uh, the distance we are off those spots this year that that might be a tougher task to get um and of course there is in the background that the same problems that you know most fans are concerned about uh, i think since last we were talking when we talked about you know the structure of uh supporters and their involvement in the club we have seen an undock they kind of constitution or the, the formation of a new independent supporters club it is still working out its um, structures and its objectives both short-term medium-term and long-term but uh, although Vinnie Pert has come back into the club and he's stabilized the team we have in the club the same leadership that has you know essentially shown a real lack of wisdom and a real lack of judgment They've expended an awful lot of resources very unwisely. And now there seems to be an austerity atmosphere at the club, whereby we're traveling a day later for, tom- for tomorrow's European tide than we normally would. Apparently even issues like pre-match meals are, are not being paid for and having to be paid for out of the manager's own pocket. So really back to uh, having expended so much money so unwisely, suddenly there's this clawback, which is like striking at the basics of how you go about organizing a team. And we've also seen, you know, senior and established members of the squad leave. So although Pert has had a positive effect in the short term, in the medium term and long term, it's still an environment with great uncertainty, whether or not the leadership of the club um is here for the long-term or not, and if they are, whether that is a good thing or not. I think many fans at this stage, given we've now had three pretty poor transfer windows and we've had a lot of poor decisions made by the chairman, I think many fans would be kind of relieved to see the back of our current owners, but whether or not they'll quit the club at the end of the season is unknown. Indeed, whether or not Vinny Perth will be maintained after the end of the season is unknown, and that obviously has an impact in whether he can talk to players... What a view to build a team for next year.
0: Finally, Ken, um, are people a little bit happier now that they can focus on the football? Are is the fact that there's there's less noise at the moment about ownership, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, um, is is it just kind of putting all those problems on the long finger? Or is is the the short-term sense of stability? Um, a distraction for the bigger problems.
2: I think those problems are still there, although the the heat has been taken out of them by the return of Vinnie Perth and better performances on, on the field of play. So I suppose the fans, um, they're, they're, the fans' anxiety about the way in which we were going, you know, that probably peaked uh, a couple of months ago when we had protests preceding games outside the ground and we had... know um other you know pretty vocal um statements on social media uh, about fan discontent with the kind of direction in which uh the owners were were leading the club i don't think any of those issues have been resolved but they are perhaps not as uh they're not at such a hot a temperature as they were but i have a feeling that as we approach the end of the season um What most fans will be dreading is a sort of repeat of last year when uh, contract situations were allowed to drift beyond the end of the season and we saw some of our better players being picked up by our rivals. Um, What fans would be reassured by is, you know, some some level of certainty. Um, And I suppose the most fundamental one is whether or not the owners continue to, you know, own the club and um, whether or not they repeat the mistakes of last year. And that's probably foremost although we're enjoying the distraction of Europe where we we're kind of grateful to have got through the first round of the cup and what could have been a tricky tie between European um, ties uh, last weekend you know all of that is kind of um, a nice distraction from the underlying problems but I imagine towards the end of the season those underlying problems will will surface again and fans will undoubtedly you know um, have have strong opinions on them
0: Okay, uh, listen, Ken, thanks a million for your time. Um, and, Always a pleasure. Uh, yeah, we'll, um, I don't know, again, once again, you know, not too, I uh, don't really want to wish you too much luck. <laughs> um, uh, although I think uh, we probably, um, and we we'll probably discuss it on our own uh, conversation within it, with it, among ourselves, we could probably do without the game um, on Monday from an injury point of view in the showgrounds. So, thanks.
2: I think both sides would probably welcome that game occurring later on in the season because yeah. um you know after three games in a week uh Dundalk are probably not in, uh, in, in in not looking forward to it either.
0: Yeah. Okay, listen, Ken, thanks a million. That's Ken Sloan from the uh, I was gonna say from the Bitter Red Supporters Trust, but from the uh Men Who say Football uh, Dundalk fancast. So, um, we'll we have a quick chat about uh, this game on Monday that may or may not go ahead, depending on uh, what Dundalk do in the Europa League. So, um, it's we're into our third third quarter of the season. Um, you know, I think after the, the the first quarter, we after we completed the first quarter, we were waiting for us to kick on, waiting for us to kick on. I think we now know where we kind of are. And... I suppose, based on the conversation and the chat that we had um, in around the Cork game, we probably need to be a, bit, a little bit more dogged. Um, we want to see a little bit more fight from from the team. Um, I mean, we 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 had a conversation earlier on about signing players, but um, you know, the Jerry, I think you were saying that signing players who were uh, attached to other clubs. You know that time is the clock. The the clock is ticking on that, so we probably won't see. We don't anticipate we'll see any more players coming in, really.
3: No, I don't think so, Connor. I think today is the the last day of signing players that are attached to clubs. Um, Today being Wednesday, the twenty eighth. Yeah, sorry, big pardon. Uh, We still have um, into August when we can sign free agents. But look, when you're getting to that late stage of the of our season, you know, unless you're desperately in need of a particular type of player, I can't see I can't see us signing really anybody else. Um, look, I think the the one player we'd all like to see are positional, since it would be a cent- another centre forward for backup. But I think in what we have, we we should be we should be well covered. Uh, I can't see us going out in four or five players. Nor do I think it's it would be right because yeah
0: you know yeah um i suppose as well just like we have seen a change in um you know some players are no longer the the flavor of the month like walter uh, hasn't started the game in a number of weeks um so we we've seen uh, the the management um i suppose change their you know change we're, we're, we're aware of the changes in the... You can't
5: uh, understand why certain players are out of the team at the moment. Yeah, I guess so, I was yeah. I trying to say, it. yeah. And I think we we're hinting at the freeze big time in that regard. Who's, you, who's saw put on, you saw him put on a clinic against Bose. does really well against Longford, does, I I thought, played well in the first leg away HF, or whatever they are called, and he's bummed out of the team after that. Doesn't yeah. make any sense. Walter... He does well against uh, in first half. You want a playing game there in the second leg. Don't see him after that. Just getting substitute appearances and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. John, I Johnny
0: Kenny like, coming on in the in the dying embers of games. Yeah, it's another example.
5: It's strange, especially. Well, I, I look at someone like the freeze, who so just brings a certain intensity to us as well. Like when he's, when he's on it, he's working hard, he's pressing defenders, he's pushing us a wee bit higher up the pitch. It works for us. But I don't know, it's, it's very strange at the moment, team selection, and that it's not a lot of it makes sense. It makes yeah. it obviously sense to the management team, but it just doesn't make sense to me as a fan, anyway.
0: Yeah.
5: Um, it's, it's making us very stale, I think,
4: going mm-hmm. forward. You know, and, and, and you said, Sean, um, we're very rigid the last couple of games. You know, we've we've taken a bit of flair out of the team, I suppose. with Ryan upped in, and and Walton not it in. A bit of unpredictability is gone, and I suppose that's what we thrived on earlier on this season. Yeah. And um, so it's, uh, it's, you know, so when we, especially when we're finding it, at the minute difficult to win games, it's even more strange to think that your flair players and and lads who can produce something out of nothing aren't getting as much of a look in. It it just. Look! Look! I didn't like, like. Them boys know a lot more about football than I do. But it, I. It just seems strange to me that when you, when you're looking for something, a bit special or to do, somebody to do something that, that Lads they can do it and get in the game. Yeah.
0: So I think just, just just on that point, Magoo, who was it? Who was telling us that? Um, was it? Uh, Jordan Gibson was telling us when he was on the pod that when you get into the final third, um. You're given a bit of a free, free, free license to take somebody on, or to try and do something positive with the ball. Um, but I suppose the players who are you know best positioned to do that, most experienced, uh, whether in the league or in England or, or wherever, are, are are on the bench at the moment.
5: Yeah,
4: well, that's yeah. Like well, you still have you still have George there, you still have Romeo there. But, you know, I think we worked better when we had more of them to. You know, it's easy to crowd Jordan out if he's playing number 10 and there's no one else in the pitch to really be worrying that much about in in that kind of a sense.
5: Well, I'd say even like Magoo, even when regards to Mark Byrne, like Mark Byrne has started the vast majority of the games now this season. Mark Byrne is an excellent footballer, but I would call Mark Byrne a very safe yeah. right midfielder. He's not unpredictable. He's not going to... Dance by your left back at any stage, you know. Even when he swaps over onto the left wing, he just doesn't glide by people. He likes to link play a lot more, and for opposition teams, that's a that's a wee bit easier to cut out. We're we've become a very pragmatic side. We rely heavily on our defence, and we thought we were going to unleash this attacking wave at some point this season. But that hasn't come, but I think as you were touching on there a couple of minutes ago, is we've taken that unpredictability out of our side. Mm-hmm. That got us, that's brought us to the dance, that's brought us so far in this this season. The likes of it, the freestyle, especially Walter. Walter was one of those really unpredictable players in a good way that could produce a moment of magic, have a pop from nowhere, create something. And it it just brought players into play as well, where he take a touch, be a player, and then he creates space for Jordan to come into, you know, swap it across. Then then you see seen Mark Byrne flourish because players have been. Defenders have been attracted to maybe Jordan or Walter when they're causing problems. Leaves him free, lets him create an opportunity or two for someone else. But now I just think we're structured at the back. We're too structured in midfield, and we're far too structured up top. There is no freedom. We're not. We We touched. I think we were on about it last week. Where Jerry, did you say where we constantly seeing nearly a rotation between the front line? We don't see any of that now. Yeah, yeah. Nothing whatsoever, nothing changes. It's, it's rigid and yeah. but, but like but just just
0: just you know on our two big performances of the season so far, like we 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 win in, in Daly Mount and we turn those over in the showgrounds. Um, you know, we've Johnny Kenny who start starts both those games. Uh, the game in Daily Mount, Kenny and um and Romeo start, uh, and the game that's in the showgrounds where uh, Kenny gets his hat trick, you've got uh you know, you've got Kenny, you've got DeVries, uh, you've got Gibson. You know, we, 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 we seem to have, from an attacking point of view, regressed slightly over the last number of weeks, you know. And maybe that's because of the injuries at the back.
3: Yeah. Um, I think, like what Sean was saying there, that um, partly, partly the reason why Mark Byrne probably has started the majority of the games is to give us that kind of bit of solidity. Yeah. Uh, because we are lacking at the back. But the uh, to try and fix one problem, are we creating another problem in that we're not been as as uh, exciting or unpredictable up top? So yeah. you know, so we're suffering at both ends. Um, the one thing as well, though, that like we're speculating uh, here, um, like we haven't. The information coming out from the club and and the communication from the club probably needs to be a little bit more. Um, in terms of, you know, we need to hear from the manager. Uh, when was the last time there was an interview with?
0: Yeah, you, you. Before we hit record, there, Joe, you made an interesting point about um, you know, the difference between watch LOI. And LOI TV, uh, so we think because RT were involved in watch Loi that we heard a lot more post match interviews. RT were obviously going to get, yeah, content that was going to go out on the their uh, radio services the, the following morning, whatever. But you know, across the board, we don't hear from managers. We very rarely hear from managers uh, since the league has moved to LOI TV.
3: Yeah, so like last season, we would have had Monday night soccer, um, and whether you watched it at the time or whatever. Uh, you would have seen the you would have seen the interviews with the managers or whatever the case may be, or or players, or we would have had live games on RTE as well, um, that we don't have now with the moment either. So, yeah, like in the age technology, it's kind of weird that we've never had as less information as we actually do now. Yeah, we're getting to see the games, but we're not getting probably as much information as we would like. Uh,
0: in between, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so, if the, we'll have a quick chat about Dundalk uh, on Monday, should it go ahead? Um, I don't know, lads. How do you feel? I mean, Dundalk are probably a little bit resurgent, as uh, Ken Sloan had told us. Um, Vinny Pertz has kind of got the show back on the road to some extent. He's he's certainly settled things. Um, so we're definitely not in as confident a position. Uh, going into this game, as we were previously, even though you know the other games were kind of close. But Sean, what are, what are your thoughts ahead of Monday night, and Monday afternoon?
5: Um, it's, it's a massive game. It's turned into a huge game. I think it's a must-win. To be honest with you, I think if it's a game where if you lose, that gap from fourth, fifth, and sixth, even is becoming a lot smaller. And the way the fixtures are falling for us in the next couple of weeks, it's it's um, not leaving us in a great position to be in a losing streak. So I think we need to turn the corner fast. I think we need to turn it on Monday, and it's just a case of win the game. I don't care how you do it, just do it. Just yeah. just find find a way of winning. But something needs to change.
0: Magoo, performance or attitude? What's the most important? which performance yeah. or attitude on Monday what's the most important for you
4: well I'll, the attitude first because if you've got the right attitude then you'll produce performance or you should um, as Sean said it's, it's we have to win we have to get back on the, on the horse we can't the longer we go without winning the, the worse it's going to get and the more it's going to play on people's minds and the players' minds and we, we just need like we said before, by hook or by crook, we need to get three points on the board. But personally, uh, I hope it's called off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that means the dog getting...
0: Hard three- The duck! Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, we- Go and get another 200,000 into the bank. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, so that's the problem. It's, it's a cash 22 for us, but just just worrying about ourselves. We, like, it'll be, I suppose, an extra week for players to get back from injury. But yeah. it also means that these, these teams are having more games. And Like, I remember taking a couple of weeks ago, it was actually in between the two European games because I I just had a feeling that when we lost the first, thing when we were going to be going out. I just had a feeling to myself, thinking to myself, if we can get through the next couple of weeks, these couple of weeks of injuries and suspensions and COVID and all that kind of stuff, and uh, get everybody back, that it could turn out to be a good thing. With everybody else still in Europe, and having to travel around the place, that we could, you know, start put the foot down in the league and press on. Oh that was all me in my own head thinking obviously we're going to go away and beat Waterford and we're going to do you
0: know yeah yeah. and I, I tell you who else is oh, thinking I tell you who else is thinking of that Magoo with
4: St. Pats The area, yeah now, obviously but you know we, we, we're we in the same boat as them now so well we have won less competition to think but.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. We're much better off. <laughs> yeah, they're going
4: to go down on
3: a hockey court. They? they probably went out and signed a player that we would have liked to have signed uh, if we had the money. Um like that. He like, uh, yeah, he's what twenty-one internationals and three goals, and um, so he, he's. Uh, I, I listened to an interview with him with the guy today, and he would describe himself as kind of uh, a guy that will hold the ball up and bring players into play. That pivotal centre forward that we would like. So Patsy Pan signs that player, you know, so... The exact same player as Cotland? No, more of a kind of traditional centre-forward, Magoo. Uh, He's he's a better than Cotland. Yeah, look, I think, as a fan, I would like to see the game go ahead on Sunday because I just want to see football. Yeah, but from a practical point of view yeah probably is better if the game is off
0: yeah and like if I mean we don't know but if I think if we get somebody like McCourt back that is, he's going to make a huge difference to the team um, yeah. and he might free up a bit of he might allow for a bit more uh, pragmatism up top
3: yeah. so, I know this sounds all kind of pessimistic and, and depressing <laughs> right and, and and we're rightly justified to feel that way um, and I think any normal or abnormal football fan would feel that way but having said that, I think if we can get the back five fit and back on the pitch, that might allow us a little bit more freedom up top to get back to where we were in the first half of the season. And I, I really don't think all is lost. I think there is still an opportunity there for us. If we can get our best 11 out on the pitch, we still have plenty of opportunity. We're only three points off top of Shams. We've game in hand on same paths. You know, I think what Sean says there about the Dundalk game is a must-win. For me, it's a must not-lose It's a not lose game.
0: It's a not-lose, yeah. That's how I feel about it, yeah.
3: Um, uh, and I think we're still going to be there, thereabouts. We just need to get the lads back on the pitch. So, I you know, get them all in a big, massive fucking oxygen tank and turn it on full blast and <laughs> let's get these bucks back on the pitch. The think, oxygen tanks, I don't even know. I think
4: before last Sunday... It would have been uh, a must not lose to the dog just to get the league campaign back on track because Cork was seen as the one where we get back on winning Wales. But the fact we've lost to Cork, like the longer it goes on without us winning, like yep. if we start getting players back, it won't matter them fellas coming back if we're stuck in a losing streak. Yeah, what but man, be,
3: from a point if you look at the points difference between they're like something like. They're like a yeah, but I about a conference and a, and yeah, you know, but they're eleven points wise. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, but we mustn't lose. And I think, you know, there's eleven points in it. They get three points. It's a six pointer, and I just think I agree with you. Yeah, let's get back on the winning streak and all that. But I think what we have to do Is we've lost four games in a row, so we need to stop the rot and not don't let's not lose the fifth one. Let's okay. get a draw, keep the distance in terms of points between us. Um, and we'll still gain a point to, on Pats as well and yeah. uh, then just let, let's look at winning the next one then but let's just stop the rot. yeah but that, all is not lost no not at all all is not lost look at it, at the
5: end of the day look it's been a very frustrating few weeks for Rovers fans yeah you know we haven't had a lot to be
3: feeling happy about or anything like that so yeah because like, we're so invested in the club lads absolutely <laughs> absolutely. absolutely we're not, like we're, not like, like we're all due respect to St. Pats fans right they might see themselves the same as us. They're not. No, They can because take Gar- or leave it Jerry. They've got they've got Garrett Kelleher there, right? That's able to give them the money to go out and sign a Maltese International today. We don't have that. If we want to sign a Maltese International, we have to put our hands in their pockets. And that's why defeat, we take defeat worse. We take maybe underperformance worse than these fellas because we're, like I keep saying, mini-owners. We, we, we put our hand in their pocket. We put our fucking mouth, you know... What we said is we back it up. We always back it up. So it does hurt. We do want to see the team putting on putting on, on an effort. You know, it means then that we, maybe if we get into Europe again, we can go out and sign the Maltese international player. But until the until the players do that for us on the pitch, we can't do that. We don't have Gary Keller. It does mean more to us. But not even that, Jerry. We live and breathe it. Yeah. The four of us here
5: doing this, we live and breathe it. And then anyone, who listens, listens. Us, anyone yeah. who listens to us, anyone who listens to us, definitely lives and breathes it because they're listening to Four lunatics <laughs> talking football. So you have to live and breathe Rovers to be listening to us. So that's why we take these results so hard because yeah. it literally is part of our lives. And look, that's why, even if there's players or anyone listening, you know, that's why. <laughs> this is how we get like this. More so, spare money goes towards like Rovers, to be
4: honest I think it's what it's like because if you look at it the face of it and you step back, and you look, you go, right, we're out of the cup. We're out of Europe. But we got Europe. We got the money from Europe. So we're in a better position than we would have been if we didn't qualify for Europe. And you look at the league and say, as you said already, Jerry, we're three points off, Sean. Game enhancing paths. So on the face of it, everything is still, it, it looks good. It's still okay. We're not doing too bad. I think it's the fact that it promised so much. Yeah. Only, only six, seven weeks ago, it promised so much. And it, like, it feels like the road's been pulled out from under us at yeah, you know, and maybe we get a couple of we get a couple of results, and we will get back in the road, and we will all be singing and shouting and loving it. But at the minute, it's just a bit deflating. But look. We've had all that taken away from us.
5: We turn around and beat. We turn around and beat Dundalk, and you won't see happier men on this podcast. Or happier people on Twitter talking about the game around the town, no. around the county, or yeah, boils, it's Just the way it goes. look. football's a very reactionary sport. Everyone knows that so you, you know you live in the moment for it all the time you can't look too far into the future and you can't focus too much on the past because neither of it's relevant we'll still be a wee bit pissed off because they took, they took their European trip away from us and they would have taken a trip to Aviva with us. Like
4: <laughs> you know we're not completely forgiven, but <laughs> we'll go again
0: yeah okay listen lads we'll leave it like that uh, we will hopefully be talking to you on the back of um, a win at home against the Dock or you know maybe we will be There'll be no game on, on uh, the Bank Holiday. We'll see, but uh, either way, we'll talk to you next week uh, when we uh, record episode thirty-seven of the better Supporters Trust podcast. Thanks to our sponsors, uh, the White Hag, and thanks to our other sponsors, uh, Barry Creed, solicitors uh, uh, Sligo and Dublin. Um, we are very grateful for their um, for the support. Okay, Jerry, thank you. Thanks, Connor Magoo. Thank you.
4: Thanks,
5: Connor. Great therapy. Cheers.
0: Yeah. And Sean, we're turning the corner. Aren't we? I said that
5: the last time we <laughs> haven't won. I'm saying nothing. Just th- thanks very much and right. chat to you next week.
0: Right. Okay. Good luck. Thanks very <laughs> much.